going to wrap up our Restoration Hardware series today. We've been speaking about Jesus, the quintessential restore, the power to restore. There is a biblical passage, and it is full of unbridled promise for you and I. What if I tell you that in the Word of God, there's a story that took place where God permitted one of his children not just to recover what was lost and stolen, but the Bible is explicit, and it states the following. He recovered absolutely everything that was lost and stolen. Matter of fact, to be very forthright, in the Hebrew, it's even more precise. It says he recovered even the small things and the big things. Absolutely everything that was stolen from him, he recovered it all. How many believe that God has the power to restore not just some things? Let me ask, how many believe that God has the power not just to restore the spiritual things? the emotional things, the relational things, but he has the power to restore absolutely everything that was stolen or lost. Now, the reason why this word is being delivered today is because there's no way, and if, you're, if you are one of those saying the following, I can't wait for 2020, because in 2020, I'm gonna recover everything the enemy took from me. If that's you, you're in the wrong audience, and if, I, if we're watching online, go watch someone else. Because, then, because if that's you, if you're, if you're, I'm waiting till 2020 to get it back, you're in the wrong crowd. I'm not waiting for 2020 to get it back. I'm not stepping out of 2019 until I recover everything that the enemy tried to take from me, rob from me. If you're not going to wait till next year and you're going to get it before this year is over, I want you to show God that you believe you're going to recover absolutely everything. I dare you to open up your mouth and repeat after me. Say, I'm going to recover absolutely everything. You got to say it like you believe it. Say, I'm going to recover absolutely everything. The small things and the big things, the visible things and the invisible things. I'm taking back everything, everything that was stolen from me, everything that was wounded, everything that was broken, everything that I gave up by mistake, I'm getting it all back. Matter of fact, not only are you getting it back, you're going to step out of this year and step into next year with overflow like you've never had overflow before. And to some of you, to some of you, this has been a year of order. God has been placing things in order. In order to prepare you for your overflow. Because order precedes overflow. So if, if you've been going through alignment recently, if God has been removing and replacing, removing and replacing, removing or replacing, removing or replacing, you should be happy. Because if the alignment, whoo, when God's putting things straight, the next thing, the next thing is an overflow of God's grace and power and province like you've never seen before. There's a story of a man named David. David, as you well know, is the giant slayer. And David is the great worshiper in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. David, David, David. David goes through a moment. Let me tell you the story. Here's David. Here's Saul. They're having issues. The kingdom, the same thing. If you don't know the story, this, this man named David inevitably would become the king of Israel and, and would define Israel to a great degree. Matter of fact, the flag today over Israel is the star of David. The man defines Israel, the city of Jerusalem. Very powerful man in history. So David now, he's in, David's life is a soap opera. It should actually be a Netflix series. 
And I'm, and I'm really prayerfully thinking about, I'm not kidding, producing a series about David in 21st century context. I'm not making this up. Like, imagine David with a pair of skinny jeans. You know what I'm saying? And a nice pair of Alexander McQueen's looking nice. You know, a 21st century context of David. Because his story is like, it's a novel. The stuff this guy did. From slaying a giant to fighting bears to overcoming Saul and, and, and overcoming himself. I mean, the whole story is very powerful. David, one of the chapters of David. Here's David. It's, it's, here it's, he's having issues again and the kingdom is divided, meaning his, his tribe. The Philistines are involved. His old rivals now become his allies. Weird story. I'm telling you the soap opera. And he finds himself bringing his family. He establishes his own army. He has his army, his peeps. They're loyal to him. And he has his family and his property. They go to strategically look, has to do with a battle, ready to go in. So they leave the family behind in a city. The family, his property, his Starbucks cards, all behind. He goes, when they come back, tragic moment. They come back to the city and they find ruins. Now, this is what they find. They look, he looks around, the Bible says, and they find nothing. And by nothing, I meant the Amalekites, the bad guys, the mucho malo hombres. They took everything. And I don't mean just some stuff. They took wives, kids, sons, daughters, every, every family member, every relative. They took all the property, all the belongings. The Bible says they left nothing behind. They took absolutely everything. And this is what David did. First of all, the title of the message today is God Chasers Pursue and Get Everything Back. So let me read it for you. And they carried off, this is 1 Samuel, they carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. When David, and, and I'm going to preach about that one day, without the killing anyone component. When David and his men, because the reason why I can't preach about it now because we don't have time, the fact that they didn't kill anyone, I'm going to speak to you prophetically. Because, because if, if the circumstances, how can I, for you to, see, if the enemy gets, hmm, he, the, and I'm, so what, I'm, what I'm here to, the, that phrase, I'm not, I'm not supposed to preach about because I didn't preach about it in the 9 o'clock service, and then I get sued for shortchanging them. So, and then I don't want to go through it because then my lawyer's, and this becomes a thing. So my point to you, I'm not supposed to say this, but I am going to say it to this service and to you watching, that they did not kill everyone. See, it, because your dream may be held hostage, but it's not dead. No, you missed it. The, the, the devil can't kill your dream. The devil can't kill your purpose. The devil can't kill your destiny. It may be held hostage for a season, but it's not dead. I'm preaching to five people right now. It may, be, it, it may not be where it's supposed to be, but it's not dead. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have the power to kill your dream and your God-ordained purpose. What comes from God cannot be killed by the enemy. I'm preaching now. What comes... It may be captive, but it's not dead. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It may be behind bars, but it's not dead. It may not be where it's supposed to be, but it's not dead. And if it's alive, it can still have a breakthrough. If it's alive, it can still come out. If it's alive, it can still step out of it. If it's alive, it can still come out of it. It's not dead. It's just held captive, but things are about to change. So not supposed to preach that hard and say that. That could never happen. But when they carried off the women's without killing anyone, when David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, this is what they did. They wept until they could weep no more. 
Point number one in this message is don't be afraid to weep. That's counterintuitive to this kind of stuff, right? Because we go from a whoa all the way to what, I'm allowed to cry? Yeah. By the way, I just want to speak. There's a false narrative out there in Christendom that in certain sectors, very minimal, but there's a certain sector of Christendom that says that Christians are not supposed to cry because Christians are not supposed to go through anything. And if we go through something, it's because we're in sin. There's a phrase for that in seminary. It's called stupid theology. <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. From, from, from all the way from Abraham all the way to the apostle Paul. People go through things. We go through life. The, God, the, the gospel doesn't promise that you'll never go through anything. The gospel never says if you're a believer of Jesus, you're never going to get attacked. You're never going to fight off stuff. You're never going to go through anything. The Bible doesn't say that. What the Bible does say is if you go through something, God will be with you every single step of the way. No, you missed it. By the way, the outcome is guaranteed. Romans is clear. The Bible says you may go through something, but it's only for a season. Matter of fact, Philippians says this will last for only this long. Oh, ho, ho. And then Paul says in Romans, all things work together for your good. Are you with me right now? So we all, it's all right to weep, man. What if I tell you it's okay to weep? Christians do cry. Christians cry. Men cry. Yeah, I've seen some NFL games that prompt men to cry. No, it's all, it's all right. I mean, if, for all of it, it, some some people cry, you know, and, and externally, some cry internally, and it's okay to cry. Matter of fact, it's healthy. You got to let it out. Here's what David did. He walked in. Where's my wife? In full disclosure, it's wise, but I won't get into that. And... So we got to sanitize it. So where, where, where are my wives? Oh, don't school. Where, where are my wives? Where are my kids? Where's my property? They're all gone. And this is David, the guy who slayed the giants, who fought the bear. This is David, man. David. David. The Matrix guy from Scripture. Saul was throwing spears, and David was like, That's where the matrix came out of. That's right there. David was the matrix. Keanu Reeves, inspired by King David. This is, so that's him. And he loses everything. And this is what he does. He, he cries. And he cries. The Bible says this. Not he cries. He cries until he could cry no more. Oh, man. Ooh, don't keep it bottled up. If you let the problem, the pain, and the pressure, it will eat you up alive. The consequences physically, physiologically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, and even spiritually may be catastrophic. You've got to let it out. And he, but, then, but here's the good news. You can't cry forever. By the way, Jesus wept. John eleven thirty five. Here's the promise of God for all the criers who cried in 2019 or 18 or 17 or 16 or 15 or 14 or 13, 12, 11, 10. Here's the promise of God. Here it is. Weeping. May tarry for the night, but joy, mic drop inserted here, but joy, but joy, I said but joy, but joy, weeping will tarry for a night, you missed it, 
the, the word is saying you're going to cry for a season but the moment of crying will come to an end weeping is going to be replaced not with emptiness but joy i'm here to tell everyone who has cried this year i'm here to tell everyone who has wept in the past season i'm here to tell people who have wept out loud or inside you've done it in your car you've done it in your shower you did it where people couldn't see you but nevertheless you cried i'm here to tell you get ready your weeping may last for the night but joy cometh in the morning is there anybody ready for joy in this place i dare you to lift up your hands and say joy is here i need you to praise like joy is here shout like joy is here worship like joy is here lift up your hands and say joy is here joy is here joy is here I'm, I'm going to believe for someone that every tear you shed in 2019 will be replaced with a shout of joy in 2020. Yeah, yeah that's what God does. That's what Jesus does. And then, so this is what he did. Watch, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. This is what he did. He goes, he goes like this. Something crazy. You've never even heard this phrase before, many of you. You're going to use it from now on. It's a hashtag for today. It's this one and Jesus is king. You're going to use a hashtag. Here it is. I'm going to show you. Watch this. You're going to go like this. This is what David did. He goes. The next phrase is so prophetic. You're going, what? Watch. He goes. Bring me the ephod. It's actually ephod. Israel grew up hearing it as ephod. Another version says something really, I'm not going to. So it's ephod. And he says, bring me the ephod. What's the ephod? The ephod is the garment that the high priest would wear, outlined in Exodus chapter 28. It's the garment that the priest would wear with this breastplate on top with different stones and with a girdle in the back that would be tightened up. And the ephod is what the high priest would wear when the high priest wanted to hear from heaven. You missed it. So it, it became like this ceremony of protocol of when I when the priest wants to hear from heaven he would put on the ephod so when David is saying bring me the ephod David is telling the priest put the ephod on baby because I'm not gonna stay stuck in this season no you missed it when he said bring me the ephod he's saying all right I cried enough I'm ready to move on I'm, I'm ready to get back what they took from me I cried for that day, but now I'm ready to fight. Now I'm ready to get it back. They have no idea who they mess with. They have no idea who they came against. They have, I'm not just anybody. I'm a child of God. I'm a warrior. I'm a worshiper. I'm already anointed. I know God got this. Bring me the ephod. Bring me the ephod. Bring me the ephod. Says, I can't stay here. Is there anybody here who can actually open up their mouth and says, I've been through stuff, but I'm not staying here. Somebody shout, bring me the ephod. I want to hear what God has to say. God, I'm going to, I'm waiting. God, I'm ready to. I'm ready to go to my next. God, I'm ready to hear your will. I want to do your will. I want to follow your instructions. But I know one thing. I'm not staying stuck in the pain. I'm not getting stuck in the failure. I'm not staying stuck in the heartbreak. I'm not staying stuck in the pit. I'm coming out of this. If you're ready for God to get you out and give you instructions to step in, shout like you say, bring me the ephod. 
need you to raise your right hand. And just, I know it's kind of crazy here right now. Just repeat after me. Say, I can't stay here. You can't stay stuck in the pain. You can't stay stuck in the failure. You can't stay stuck in the shame and in what you went through. There has to come a moment like David where you have the audacity to say, bring me the ephod. Lord, bring God, bring me the, go ahead, bring the ephod. I want to hear from God. God, what's your will? I know I'm emotional right now. I know I want to fight, but I'm not going to do anything outside of your will. Oh, my flesh is telling me to go decapitate every devil that stole my wife, my kids, my flesh. But I want to, I need to know what you want me to do. I don't want to do anything outside your will. God is looking for somebody who won't dare take a step unless you know that it's the will of God and the word of God, part of the purpose of God, for the glory of God. Somebody shout, bring me the ephod. Bring me the ephod. Thine kingdom come. Thine. This is, this is David saying, I wasn't made for this. He wept till he could no more. All right. Yeah, that's what they did, huh? That's what you did, huh? Bring me the ephod. Dear God, I need to hear from you because I'm not staying stuck here. You didn't make me for this. You did not anoint me for this. When I would play the harp, you did not tell No, 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 no. By the way, if you save me from Saul, if you save me from the bear, if I knock down Goliath, you didn't do all that for me to get stuck right here in this season. If you saw me through before, if you saw me through before, if you were with me before, if you were with me last year, if you were with me last month, if you were with me last week, you're the same God that is with me today. Bring me the ephod. Bring me the ephod. Bring me the ephod. Bring me the ephod. So they brought, they brought the ephod. They, they, they brought the ephod. And, and the priest is there. The priest is the one that puts on the ephod. I want to hear from God. He comes. Okay, number one is, don't be afraid of wheat. Number two is, bring me the ephod. And that's your hashtag for today. And, and it's, which means, I want to hear what God has to say. So let, let me tone it down for a bit just for you to be clear. For all, for all the the cognitively inclined individuals who are not necessarily you get you and you get so okay this means that when you're in your most vulnerable state when you're broken sometimes it's a coarse word to use but I'm going to use it because it's millennials generations decontextualized sometimes we do stupid things when we're jacked up when we're messed up we do silly things so he could have done other things. But instead he said, oh, I want to know what God wants me to do. Like, like, oh, mm -hmm. 
because I want to do this. And then, then he found out. Then he goes to God. Read part. This is it. This is the favorite part of the message. This is the part. It's going to be real quick today. Then he goes, all right, Ephod, priest, you got it? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Ask away. Let's pray to God. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. This is what he says. He says, do you want me? Do you want me to go after the devils that took the stuff that belongs to me? My wives and my kids and my property and my Starbucks card. Do you want me to go after that? Because, oh, I wish you would say yes. But if you say no, okay. But I'm going to ask you, do you want me to go after? All of a sudden, the Lord replies and says, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no greater moment in your life when your desire matches the will of God. There is no greater breakthrough when your heart matches the heart of God, when your desire matches the will of God. Are you with me? When what's inside of you matches the God in heaven, all things are possible. Did you get that? That was the moment God said yes to his heart's desire. No, did you get this? Imagine that what's in here equals to what's up there. And God says yes. God says yes. I'm giving you permission. In other words, yeah, I've authorized it. Your desire is actually my desire. You're just articulating what I already placed and endorsed in you. You're just saying what I already gave you. So I'm blessing what's already from me. As a matter of fact, and that's when God says, now because you, no, you missed it. David could have done it without asking God. David, and he did on other occasions and in the future. David would mess up by doing stuff without asking God his will. And he learned his lesson. But here's a powerful lesson. He asked God, if it's your will, what do you want me to do? And God tells him, I'm going to tell you, yes, that's what I want you to do. And then God says something else. Because this, because your desire equals my heart. Here's my promise. Not only (laughs) you're going over there. And here's my promise. You're going to recover absolutely everything that was stolen from you. I want you to hear me from now on. Your heart's desire will be heart. It will be God's heart reflected in your heart. You're going to be in perfect alignment. Are you with me right now? And when your desire equals the will of God, you recover everything that was stolen from you. All right, let me, I got to finish. If you're getting this, raise your hand. Let me try to calm down here for a second. I'm just preaching like a madman here, but I won't get this here. Let, let me break this down for you. Let me, let me. So God says, chase, pursue, Hebrew. Chase slash pursue after the marauders, after those who stole everything from you. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So he did, right? But wait a second. But wait a minute. Here it is. 
You can't chase after the gates of hell until you first chase after the windows of heaven. What does that mean? You can't chase after the bad guys. You can't chase after the stuff that stole your destiny until you first chase after God. David was a God chaser. The, the psalmist would say that every morning, he himself would write, every morning I wake up before dawn and I chase, I seek, I pursue your presence. I chase after you. When others weren't around, he chased after God. He's a God chaser. David was like the quintessential Old Testament God chaser. He was obsessed with the presence of God. I'm chasing after you. I'm chasing after you. It's rather one day in your... It be, you have... He, even when he sinned, he would say, don't take your... Take everything away. Take away the money. The, take away the Instagram followers. But don't take away your Holy Spirit. He was obsessed. He was obsessed. He was obsessed with God. He would chase after God. I need you to hear me. You can't chase after what took away your purpose and your destiny until you're a God chaser first. God, God, is, God is looking for a group of people. Watch this. Everyone here is chasing something. You're either chasing a better relationship, a better career, a better job. If you're, if you're married and you're chasing a better spouse, repent tonight in about 15 minutes. But, but you're chasing after, or if it's bad, different, better maybe, but different is different. Okay, you don't want that. But you're chasing. No, don't chase after fortune, fame, or followers. There are things you'll be chasing after. Matthew 6.33, if you chase, seek, pursue the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. Uh, now, now, here, if, what did you chase after this year? I'm going to ask, I'm asking you. So what did you pursue this year? Was your number one pursuit a better job? Was it a better career, a better relationship? What was it? A better you? Um, I, I worked out, I'm, I'm healthier me. This year, my number one pursuit was a healthier me. But better finances? What is it? What did you chase after? If, the, if, if anything, if you chase after something first, these things are all good. But if you chase, if your priority... If the number one thing that you didn't, your priority should have been this year, I'm chasing after God. I'm chasing after the kingdom of God. Corinthians says, says, chase after the love of God. Timothy says, chase, pursue righteousness. Chase after God. So I'm going to tell you what kind of church God is looking for. Not only in Sacramento, but in New York and in L.A. and in Dallas and in Australia, in New Zealand, in Africa, in Europe. God is looking for a bunch of God chasers. People that will dare to chase after God. Is there anybody here who is hungry enough that the number one thing you chase after every morning it's not a better job and a better relationship it's not more followers or more friends it's more of Jesus the presence of Jesus the glory of Jesus the trust of Jesus the love of Jesus are there any God chasers in the house here today so chase after God pursue God lift up your hands Oh, let's wrap up right here. All the God chasers. If you're not a God chaser, don't raise your hand. You will be in a second though. Here, here it is. Before you crash the gates of hell, you must open the windows of heaven. Before you run after the robber, you must run after the redeemer. Before you stand up and fight, you must learn to kneel down and pray. Before you tell Satan to get behind you, you have to tell Jesus to live inside of you. Before you push back darkness, turn on the light with your hands raised. Here's the word of the Lord for you. Pursue righteousness. 
Pursue love. Pursue truth. Pursue your God-given dream. Pursue your God-orchestrated purpose. Pursue the promises of God. Pursue doing justice, loving mercy, and walking humbly before God. Become a God chaser. Become a God chaser. One more time, if you are committed to being that person, if you're committed that the number one thing you'll pursue every single day of your life will be God, raise one hand. If you really, and I all put the hype aside, all the excitement aside, if you really believe that you're committed to pursuing God above everything in your actions, words, deeds, and thoughts, even in your relationships, even in your job, if it doesn't glorify God, if it's not part of the will of God and the word of God, don't do it, man. It's going to end up messed up, not in your favor. If from this moment on, we've all learned our lessons. No one here is perfect. We've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. But if from this moment on, you're going to pursue God first above all things and in all things, raise both hands. If you learned some things in the past three years of what happens when you don't make God first, raise both hands and a foot. If you learned your lesson and you're ready to bring me the ephod and move on, raise both hands and both feet. And now here's the final question. Now that you're ready... If you're ready to get back everything, and I mean 100% everything that was stolen or broken or lost, let God know that here you come, you are ready to get back everything. Is there anybody here ready to get it all back? Here it is. Stand with me. Stand with me. We're done. We're, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. When you chase after God, when you chase after God, you will be chased. When you pursue God, you will be pursued. Because what you pursue will determine what pursues you. I'm just going to keep it real for you. What you chase after will determine what chases after you. Um, I, I will tell you what's going to chase after you after you lifted up your hands and made your crazy promise Psalm 23 verse 6 says goodness and mercy will pursue you oh by the way this is the wording not mine this is the Holy Spirit wrote this not me I just deliver the pizza all the days of your life you missed it you pursue God you're going to be followed and you're going to have mercy and goodness pursuing you wherever you go Every day. I'm going to tell you what else. Mark 16, 17, same wording. Signs and wonders, one phrase would be, would follow, would pursue, will seek those. So you have goodness and mercy, and then you have their cousins, signs and wonders. Did you hear that? So this is the way it looks. I wish, can I get four guys real quick? Just real quick. I know we're standing. I know. Just, can you just give real quick, real quick, real four, two more guys? Unless you have multiple personalities. We could do four like that. We could do that. We could do that. Two more guys. One more. There's one more. Hey, come on, Armando, come on. We can't wait, man. He's can't wait. Hey, yeah, come on, come on, come on. So follow me here. Follow me, I'll show you. This is what happens when you pursue God. You're, you, you guys are together. You never walk separate. Goodness and mercy always walk together. Not behind another. Together. 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 <laughs> Bring me the ephod, please. <laughs> So I'm going to walk, you follow me. I'm going to show you, just, I'm just going to, quick, this, this is illustration here. Just follow me, just follow me. Where we go, where we go, there. That's what happens. I'm not making this up because goodness and mercy. It's a metaphor, it's prophetic, but watch this. By the way, as a Christian, 
And for all, for all the charismatic, spirit-empowered, Holy Ghost people, we love you. I am one of those. I don't deny it. But sometimes we get obsessed with, can you send signs and wonders? Can you come here? We, we sometimes want to put them here in front of goodness and mercy. You, you may not necessarily want that because if you ever mess up, signs ain't wonder ain't going to do jack for you. Because if I fall, signs and wonders ain't going to pick me up. But goodness and... I'm just saying. They need to follow you, but you need to make sure you don't get too ahead of goodness and mercy. Am I preaching to anybody here right now? Are you... Is anybody getting this? But these guys should not be negated. They should be part of our, of our, of our, last, of our narrative. Signs and wonders. God gave me a word this morning, and I'm going to say it. I was sharing it with Israel in the green room. Signs and wonders, when you chase after God, and these things follow you, especially these guys are great for you and for everything else. These guys make you a disruptor. What if I tell you there's a generation of disruptors that are emerging right now? I'm going to prophesy. I've never said this ever. I'm going to declare it prophetically. The word prophesy is not a weird term for you for the first time. It's to declare the truth of God. And it's legal, substantiated by the word of God and the spirit of God. So it's not someone's emotion. The, the generation that's right now taking over this world, this generation in the Christian world, it's a generation of disruptors. I want you to hear me. It, disruptors are people that disrupt systems. The, even the church system is being disrupted. What, what do I mean? We, we, can't, we can't place judgments on a generation that's emerging that's not doing things within the confines of what we have deemed that are besides the word of God the word of God hasn't changed but the structures of men so there's somebody preaching differently there's somebody who's preaching the same gospel you can't water down the gospel it's the same word because he, because that person preaches and they look a little different and dress a little different and, and they and, and by the way they're, 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 they, they may be preaching in a park none of these screens n- none of the stuff that's beautiful and it's a blessing but what if they just go OG and go OG old school and get together in a park and start lifting up the name of Jesus and a bunch of drug addicts and a bunch of people that are broken get healed by the power of God I'm, I'm telling you there's a bunch of disruptors that are got, that are not going to fit in completely to the new way of doing church but it's okay it's the same wine from the beginning are you with me right now are you getting this if you're getting this raise your hands don't judge the disruptors man Think out of the box. Go beyond the norm. Not the gospel. It's the same. But the wineskin will be different. Yeah. There's disruptors everywhere. We are streaming, right? I was recently at a tech company. I can't say the name. I could. I didn't get permission. I could because it was. I know no, no NDA, but I just from ethical purposes, I won't say it. I was recently in one of the world's largest tech companies that everybody here would recognize. Is that cool? How about this? One of the major social media platforms on planet Earth. I'm not going to say any name. I was there, saw leadership, met with leadership. I got jacked up. I was here for a little while. It was beautiful. I'm in the, one of the largest tech companies on planet Earth. This happened this week on Monday. I drove. How long did it take us to get there, dude? Three and a half hours to get there. I was there like for an hour and a half, two hours max. This is what I heard when I walked in there. The girl's walking me. She's part of the leadership. She walks me, meets me outside the corridor. I saw the, saw the boss of bosses there. Walked up 
the girl's telling me, this is a girl, tech girl, nerdy. You know, typical social media platform coding. Coding is like tongues for Pentecostals and Charismatics. Except that they input it, you know, it's like, because you can't, you have no idea what they're saying, you know. X plus three equals shut, you know, like that kind of, and you're like, what just happened here, right? And she's walking me up, she goes, yeah, I'm tired. And I'm going like, okay. I go like, I guess I'm supposed to ask, right? Why are you tired? She goes, yeah, I'm tired, man, this, this weekend has been rough. I go, rough? She goes, in a good way. I go, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, we just wrapped up, 2,000 of our employees just wrapped up a 24-hour prayer meeting. I go, what? Yeah, we were lifting up Jesus. We're praying together in the name of Jesus. Oh, God is moving mightily. I'm going, what? And I'm going, that's a disruptor. I'm here to tell you, you're about to see a move of God like you've never seen before in the tech industry, in all segments of society. A bunch of disruptors are about to emerge. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. All right, all right. We're done. We're done. Are you getting this? I'm, I'm going to just show you this. I mean, this is. So they, they follow. And then the Bible says that the blessed Deuteronomy 28, that, that their blessings. So they're. Blessings will follow you. Listen to me. The blessing, don't pursue the blessings. Pursue the blesser. Don't wake up every morning going, God, I'm ready for your blessing. That's cute. God will honor you and go like, that's so sweet. But are you ready for me? How about just you and me? Because if you pursue him, all these things will follow you. Goodness and mercy, signs and wonders. The book of Acts says healings and miracles. And all the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 affirmed through Galatians 3.14. The blessings of Abraham are ours through Christ Jesus. They pursue you. So lift up both hands. I want to declare this. You're about to be followed. Because you chase after God. These things will chase after you. By the way, the Bible says they overtake you. So I'm going to show you what your 2020 is about to look like. If you want to get your cameras out, I'm not kidding. I'm prophesying to you. Especially those of you that dare to do this this year. Look. bring me the ephod and if you haven't done it you are doing it today I'm going to show you what your 2020 is about to look like move this please move it over there I'm going to use the wording of scripture I'm going to show you the Bible says come here come here George quickly quickly the Bible says that these things not only follow they overtake so when I count the three I'm going to be here I want you all to jump on me like you're tackling me don't mess with me don't hurt me though I'll hurt you back but I want you to suffocate me because people are about to be suffocated with the blessings and the favor of God and the promise of God and the goodness and mercy of God. If you're ready, if you're ready to live the kind of life where it's not just problems and drama and devils and demons and anxiety and fear following you, if you're ready to be followed by signs and wonders and healings and miracles and unbridled blessings that come after you because you are obsessed with God, with living like Jesus, loving like Jesus, healing like Jesus, believing like Jesus, forgiving like Jesus, changing the world like Jesus, saving the world for Jesus. If that's you, I want you to lift up your hands, get ready, get your phones out. 
I'm going to show you what you're going to look like. This is you in 2020. You're not going to be boggled down by problems and pain and fear. Let me show you what you're going to look like. When I count to three, you all just surround me. And I don't want people to be able to see me. I want, I, I want you literally to cover me up. Because that's what people are going to see. I may need some blessings to follow me here. Some quick blessings. Somebody come up. Some four or five people. Some guys come up real quick. Armando, quickly, 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 guys. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, go. Somebody else, what else do we need? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, come up, come up, come up, come up. Because I don't want them to be able to see me at all. I want to be completely covered up. I, I mean, I want to be covered up. I mean, ready? The, the Bible says they overtake. The Hebrew word is tackle, like to overtake. So when I count to three, you're going to just boom, where people can't see me. But all they're going to see is the blessing on top of me. They're going to see the grace of God on top of me. Ready? If this is for you, when I count to three, you give God the kind of praise that says, that's all me. You're going to see this for your family, your home, your children. You're about to see this. This year, everything came against you to bring you down. In the past three years, five years, seven years. 2020 is perfect vision. Tw 2020 is perfect vision. If you have 2020 vision, you don't need corrective lenses. If you have 2020 vision, you can see the stuff in front of you and the stuff away from you. You're about to step into a year of perfect vision for your home and your family and your destiny after you chase after God. Ready? Let me show you. One, two, three. Go ahead. Bless me. This is you. This is you. This is you in 2020. All oh, the blessings of God will overtake you. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Now, now here it goes. So David, David who's a God chaser, chased after the bad guys. And the Bible says... That he recovered everything. Not one thing was left behind. Not one thing was left behind. He recovered absolutely everything. I need you to raise your right hand and say, I'm getting everything back. No, no. He recovered. He recovered absolutely everything. Somebody shout everything. everything. Somebody shout everything. everything. Raise both hands and say, I'm getting everything back. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 30, no small thing, no large thing, no daughter, no son. He also, nothing, everything, he brought everything back. Look, he brought everything back, everything that was taken. Please, please, please. I know it sounds crazy. Can you lift up your hands? Some of you have lost so many things. Some of us have lost stuff. This is Pastor Sam's confessional. There, there, see, I just tell you everything. There, were, there are nights I lost this year. I saw the enemy come after stuff that God gave me. God gave me. belonged to me. He signed the contract. You know, you, you fought. So I'm going to be honest. There were, there's stuff I want back from this year. There are stuff that I want back from this year. With the breakthrough movie came a lot of... And I want my <laughs> to be <laughs> back. So everyone here who has had that sort of season, even now or in the past seven years, three years, whatever it may be, and you want it all back. Matter of fact, your heart's desire is now equal to his will. Lift up your hands. I'm here to tell you you're going to get it all back. 
You're getting everything back. You're getting everything back. You're getting your joy back. You're getting your peace back. You're getting your faith back. You're getting your health back. You're getting your, you're getting your sanity back. You're getting your integrity back. You're getting holiness back. You, are you, you're getting your praise back. You're getting your worship back. You're getting, you're getting it all back. Your passion, your purpose, your promise back. You're getting it all back. How, I'm going to say it. You're going to get your health back, your finances back. You're getting it back. If you're ready to get it all back, raise one hand. If you're ready to get it all back before the year is over, raise both hands. If, if this time the enemy won't be able to take it away, raise both hands and a foot. You ready? Lower your hands for a second. I'm just going to make an altar call right now. Oh, by the way, so he came back. Let me parenthetically speak and give you an illustration. He came back like this, David, with a bag here. Right? Got it all back. His wife's wives. His kids. Had everything. He brought them all back. He, all back. The whole fam. He didn't lose anything. Boom. Right? He's like this. Like this, all happy. The bag, it all belonged to me, except he had another bag here. He had another bag. David, what you doing? What's that? This belongs to me. That's the stuff they took. What's in that bag? Yeah. Um. What happened, David? That's yours too. Well, it is now. What do you mean now? Was that part of what they took? No. What is that? That's the stuff the bad guys left behind when we defeated them. What does that mean? Not only does God restore, God has the power to give you what you never had in the first place. Are you ready to see Ephesians 3.20? God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all anything and everything you could ever imagine or ask for. If this is 190% for you, now give him the best praise you've given him today.